yeah, yeah. Tons of fun stuff. It's all on my website. Anywhere you can find me, it'll be there. But yeah, y'all check it out. Be on the journey with us as we just reach the loss and love people back to life. That's what we're all about. Well, y'all, y'all heard it from the Christian PewDiePie. He Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is episode two of season three of Homies and Heroes. And man, do we have a special episode for you right now. Just several days ago, I had a conversation with now a good friend of mine. His name is Grayson Bearden. If you don't know him, he is legendary on the platform TikTok. Obviously, that's not the only thing he does. He does things on Instagram. He's launching things on YouTube. He's on Facebook, all those things. But man, he has paved the way where Gen Z is on TikTok. He has 2 million subscribers. He has man so many different things we have learned from him and now on my journey of tiktok uh, i've learned from him i've asked him so many different things on this he's a he's a pastor a youth pastor as well down in corpus christi and so i pray that you get a lot from this episode and if you haven't already if you're listening on podcasts or you're watching this right now on youtube i want you to hit that subscribe button i want you to hit that like button we have so many special guests coming up from so many different areas of expertise innovators leaders uh but just all around uh people of god that want to speak into your life and so if you hit that subscribe button i promise you you will not regret it all right well let's jump into this episode with my good friend Grayson Bearden. Oh, come on. What's up, bro? Dude, welcome to Homies and Heroes, Grayson. I'm glad to have you on. Um, dude, I am. I'm, I'm shook. One, because we met kind of on accident, but, you know, yeah. uh, you you were my hype man when I was randomly just an outburst, and it went straight to you, and I was like, whoa! And then you were like, well, uh, you're cool, man. We could get hyped together. Uh, I love it. Here we are, man. Thank you for having me on here, bro. I'm excited, for real. Yeah, man. I love your setup. It's super cool. Dude, thank you. I, I, We're in transition. I'm actually moving to Florida. Hey, by the way, I'm sad that we live so close to each other right now. I know. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm moving to Florida. But we got we to gotta find a time. Like, Corpus Christi is down the road. Dude, uh, you got to come hang sometime but, soon. I, let the people know uh, who you are, a little bit of what you do, Grayson. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Grayson Bearden. I'm a uh, youth pastor in Corpus Christi, Texas, and also an uh, online pastor. I do a lot of online ministry. I think of it as digital missions. Um, so just creating content on all kinds of platforms, anywhere and everywhere, just making the name of Jesus known above mine, above all else. So that's what I'm all about. Man, and you are everywhere, bro. Like you're you're literally everywhere. Uh, I I feel like I've seen you a million times, <laughs> and I I feel like you've always existed online. Uh, yeah. So like I'll be scrolling on Instagram. I, I, it's on YouTube. It's it's obviously now uh, you're you're huge on TikTok. Uh, but man, you are the hey. Can I pray for you, real quick? right? I love it that and i just made a tiktok and i was like man i'm gonna do ministry on tiktok and love it. oh are you gonna do the hey let me and i said well i'm gonna talk to the master of praying for people online tonight 
And so I'm going to take all the tips. This is me being very selfish in this interview. I'm going to get every uh, tips and tricks. If you're on TikTok here on the feed, uh, you can go ahead and take notes as well. But, man, <laughs> all of that happened for all of this uh, online stuff because uh, you and I, we're, we're old enough to have lived in a world before this. Yeah. Right? Our digital kind of blew up or it was a <laughs> way of, of really putting out influence like influencers. What yeah. was doing before all of this, before the explosion digitally? Yeah, man. So like I, I grew up in a ministry family. So all of my family across the country is in ministry in some way from worship leaders, evangelists, to pastors. Um, so I grew up around this really amazing environment. Um, but growing up in that, I kind of got insecure in my voice, just in who I was. Uh, when you have a family who I mean, they have Dove Awards and Grammy Awards and they preach on the, in the biggest platforms around the world. Like you kind of get insecure and it's like, man, where, and I thought to myself, I, I preached on this today. Where do I fit in? Where does my voice fit in? So the enemy really tried to silence me and just my voice. So I, I found something growing up that was something nobody in my family did. I, I found dance. So I, I, I started training in ballet um, and I was I was a ballet dancer across the country, uh, Portland, Oregon, Atlanta, Georgia, danced in Asia and the Philippines and Hong Kong, was really going to, to be a professional dancer. Um, and then one day the Lord hit me. He said, Grayson, you're doing what you're good at, but not what you're called to do. Um, and that just, that's a word for somebody, by the way. Someone just received it right now. Uh, that, I, I went to my director and said, hey, I got to go home. I got, God's called me back to ministry. And she said, you don't know what God wants for your life. I made deuces, packed up my stuff that day and made the 17 hour drive back to Texas to serve. Um, and, and God really uh, confirmed the word through an amazing woman. Um, she spoke to me and she said, Grayson, you do carry your family's anointing. That's true. But you also have your own. And God wants to use that. Uh, so that really encouraged me in saying, you know what? I don't have to find validation in my family. I don't have to find validation on a platform. I found validation through Christ. Uh, and that's just what I keep standing on to this day, that he's the one um, that has given me this, that's allowed me to be on this thing that we're on right now. And the moment it steps away from becoming about him and it becomes about me, I believe it's when it gets taken away. Man, and how do you feel like you learned that lesson, like you said, when when you're getting now into space where you're like okay that call man by the way that is so like you're doing what you're good at uh you're what i called you to do that yeah. is, you know god uses like us in our weakness and that's when he's made that's it the faith process of that um did you have to relearn that once you know right it's all fear or you blow up and then you blow up and it's a whole like, did you have to relearn, like, hey, this is not my identity? How often do you have to remind yourself, like, how yeah. is that? You know, every day. Uh, the, the, your identity is not in what you do. It's in who you are. And you are defined by Christ, by the word of God. Um, Noah, I love you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Noah needs to be a part of the beard gang, y'all. Noah Heron needs to join the beard gang. Um, yeah, it's, it's something I have to check myself every day, like, is my platform consuming me or am I the one standing on my platform trying to let God consume me? I, I'm a vessel. I, I'm, I'm not my own light. I'm the one that reflects the light. So I, I have to make sure I have a circle of people. And I'm learning this even now, um, being very careful who I allow into my inner circle of friendship to speak into my life. You know, on, on social media and on ministry, Eli, I'm sure you can understand you have tons of surface level relationships. 
tons of people you know, people that you're friends with on social media. Just because you follow each other don't mean y'all are friends. And that, that's a whole nother word for somebody. But I, I'm trying to make sure I have people in my life that can call me out, build me up, challenge me, pray for me. Like people that I know, like when I call them at 1 a.m., they're going to answer and vice versa. People that know when they call me, I'll answer. Um, so finding true, authentic relationship. You look at the way the tabernacle was set up. You had your outer courts, your inner courts, and your holy of holies. We have outer court friendships, like people we follow, your inner courts, friends that you know. That holy of holies is a sacred place. Um, so that, that's kind of where I've really been, been focusing. Okay, who, who do I want to do life with? You know what I mean? So it's, it's a daily, daily thing to check. You know, you, you never want to be on a platform on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, wherever it may be. When pride walks on the stage, Jesus walks right off. So make sure, and I, I think that goes to, to this thing. You can smell pride, even if it's through a screen. So I want to make sure I, I walk in humility and meekness and gentleness in anything and everything I do, bro. And where, where did that start? Do you, that foundational, because your family's a ministry family, um, obviously really, really successful. Did yeah. that start there? Was was there a personal moment that that really anchored that for you? Where did all of that begin? Yeah, you know, God God taught me. I'll, I'll give you two stories. As a youth pastor, when a, this is how I really discovered the platform I stand on. Um, I got ordained at 19 years old to be a youth pastor. So, and I'm I'm 24 now. Uh, when I became the youth pastor at our church, I thought, man, this is going to be great. We're going to have a bomb student ministry. Uh, we're going to have a cool gram. Like, we're going to just hang out with all this. It's going to be great. Um, God really checked my pride really quick. Um, we walked through in the early years of our youth ministry, even this year, uh, several just deaths in our community, in our church, suicides, shootings, um, students that got arrested for uh, all kinds of things, man. Um, and in those moments, whenever you are in the hospital praying for a young girl who fell, hit her head, went into a coma, never came out. When you're praying on your knees for her to come back to life and she doesn't. When a student who graduated from your youth group gets shot and killed being in the wrong place at the wrong time. When you're in the, in the funeral home with the family and you're trying to find the words to say, what do you do? They don't train you for that in seminary. You don't get trained for that. And that's when the Lord spoke to me and said, Grayson, you don't have the words to say, but I do. So God had to take me from a position of standing on a platform to leading from my knees seeking him in prayer. That really taught me how to be humble, how to get down on my knees and seek the Lord because I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. But God moved and spoke through, through those circumstances. And man, I, as I hope you understand me saying this, I'm thankful for walking through that because it taught me and it built character in me. And it, it really taught me how to depend and lean on the Lord, not just my own strength or ability. What's up, John Groves? Love you, bro. Uh, but a big, the biggest moment man, and really surrendering to the Lord and everything. And this is just a little bit of my story. Um, I was caught up in just a whole mess in my sexual identity. I was molested in kindergarten uh, by a neighbor boy a year above my age. And we're getting a little heavy real quick, 26 followers. I hope y'all are okay with that. Um, it, uh, it, and that, what happened to me in kindergarten really set a course for my life. Um, I began to experiment just in the background in secret, just when I got into middle school and uh, and, you know, growing up in a ministry family in the church, you know, when you when you talk about people who are confused in their sexual identity, it's a it's kind of a tough topic to address. So we come at it real hard. And when you come at it that hard, like people who struggle, they push back. 
and they end up going even darker into the corner of secret sin. And that's where sin began to fuel because sin multiplies sin. So I started sneaking out of the house, experimenting. I ended up running away. I started doing drugs. I was doing meth really hard, like shooting it. And it was just, it was a really, really bad time in my life, dude. The enemy straight up tried to derail me and take me out. Uh, and then one day I just found myself at youth camp. I don't know how I got there. I don't remember what happened, but I ended up at youth camp. And it was the last night. And a family friend that, uh, one of our best friends, me and my wife, she's a friend to this day. Uh, she was standing in the back with me and she said, Grayson, you want to leave this here once and for all? And I said, I I've tried. I've prayed till I was blue in the face. I've, I've sought God. I've cried out. I've done everything. I could, I've tried. And she said, well, let's try again. And wow. she got my hand and we walked up to the front of that altar. And bro, I just began to break. Like I began to just break in God's presence. I was, it was ugly. I was snotting. It was disgusting, but I was, I was beautifully broken in the yeah. presence of God. Cause growing up in church, bro, we can pretty praise all day. Yeah. Like we can lift our hands and say, you call me out upon the waters. Y'all look how pretty I'm praising. No, God didn't want a pretty praise. He wanted a broken praise because he wanted to strip me of that, that Christian pride of wearing the mask of perfection and, and teach me something in a moment and how to be broken in his presence. Yeah. And that's where I found healing. And, and I, I share this, that healing and freedom are two different things. Healing happens in an instant. Excuse me, freedom and healing are two different things. Freedom happens in an instant, but healing is a process. We are freed instantly through Jesus. But when we accept our freedom, we begin our process of healing. You know, you can be freed from cancer, but then you go through your process of remission of gaining your strength. And this is where we as Christians, especially when it comes to sexual sin and people that struggle with their identity, we like to slap a scripture on it, slap a prayer on it and call it a day and not walk people through their process. Right. So I got people around me, man, that built me up and, and walked with me. I stumbled, I fell, it wasn't easy, it was hard. But man, I'm so grateful for each moment that I stumbled because it gave me an opportunity to stand back up to get stronger. So that, that is the foundation that I stand on. Yeah. of walking through the cycle of sin, of stumbling and falling, of facing addiction, of facing uh, anger, of facing pain. And, but God, man, but God, he freaking did it. He set me free and healed me. And, and those moments taught me how to humble myself in a place to realize that I can't do it on my own. I didn't, I didn't pray the gay away. I didn't do this or that. I just sacrificed my life. I said, you know what, Jesus? I can't do this. Here's my life. I gave it to him. And he did a full 180, as the TikTok song goes. Do a full 180. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, that's like my Cliff Notes story. So hope that answers your question. That answers a million questions. I, I saw people just receiving the Holy Ghost in, in the comment section. Man, that'll preach to every type of person. That everyone has, and that is a need for God, in the middle of their brokenness. Everyone has a type of brokenness, and all of that brokenness is equally weighty for each individual person and no one can take that story away from me that's what i always love something that's been communicated to me is no one can take away the testimony you have with god yeah. for you yeah you right and so once yeah. it is given to you if you stand on what is for you and no one can take that it is yeah that's the solid rock of that's the it jesus right that's where Bible says they, they overcame by the blood of the land and the word of their testimony. Yeah. We've taken over the world with the word of our testimony. Like, yeah. Powerful. Something I, something I, share, people, I share with people all the time is your testimony 
It's, it's how God freed you. And when you speak it, like you said, it can unleash freedom in someone else's life. Don't rob somebody of their freedom by staying silent about yours. We have a responsibility to speak, to say what God has done. And we have a lot of Christians who are afraid to. They're afraid to talk about it because it's messy. It's scary sometimes. It's intimidating. But the gospel is messy, bro. What yeah. Jesus walked through was messy. So we got to speak up and speak out. When we wear the full armor of God, he covers us. So we, we shouldn't be afraid. And I, when, when you translate that to the digital space, no one or a small number of people do it better than you do. And I want to know how you're able to, to really break through the screen to people. Because people connect so well. And these are very real encounters people are having. I've yeah. seen testimonies that you post or the comments in your section, like people are, and on this feed, even right now, are experiencing a moment like you had in a physical situation where you had, yeah. hey, let's try again to the, but now you're having this digitally. How, yeah. did, how, how, do you, how were you able to do that? Or how do you think that is being done? How can you do yeah. Man, I get asked anywhere I go, like across the country and people are like, Man, what what do you do? What did you learn? How have you? I'm like, I don't I don't have a formula. I don't have a a plan. Like I don't have a structure. I just I be authentic, and I just try and be who God created me to be and be real. We got so many personalities and so many influencers. I really think we we live in a world full of sinfluencers. In all honesty, uh, but I I just want to be somebody who is authentic and real and presents myself the way anybody would see me on the street. Um, and you, you said like being in person versus on, online, like, I think we're experiencing the online revival right now, dude. I mean, we, we got people across the world who are encountering God through the airwaves of the internet, the waves of the Holy Spirit are hitting them. And it's real. Like, you can't tell me that what's happening, even right now, as you said, people who are receiving something in the comments section, like it, it is so tangible. We just got to reach out and grab it. And if we had more Christians who would stop trying to build their following and start trying to build his following, we could really see something shift. Honestly, like we could really see a shifting take place. When we stop trying to build our foundation and just build the kingdom, things will change. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> good. I, I, I took that for myself. Um, oh, come on. To be honest, bro. And I think that everyone could, could probably relate with this at, at, at some level. You know, there there is that tendency to want to grow your influence, right? Yeah. Like, hey, well, I'm doing a good thing. Um, how do you walk that tightrope of, am I doing this because I want to make Jesus famous? Or am I doing <laughs> dopamine is hitting so good when the yeah. numbers open up on what I'm posting? Uh, how do you walk that line? Uh, how would you How would you go about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's there's a degree of it where you share your personality, like, and you you're being who you are. And and what I do on TikTok, that's just a part of my personality. Like, I love to cut up, I love to have fun, I love to pray for people. Like, you when you go and scroll my page, you'll see all kinds of facets of who who God had, has made me, and also about looking our, into our relationship, which is just a mess and a half. It's a great time. I love um, one. That one was that one. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble for that. I was in trouble for that. Um, I guarantee you did. <laughs> uh, no, I would, I would just really encourage anybody, like, 
yeah, you, you see trends and you see things going that on social media that people want to participate in, which is fun. It's great. I mean, I'm not saying we have to just be like, let me just read you the Bible, like every single moment, every time we post. Yeah, that's important. Share God, share truth. Uh, but don't be afraid to laugh. Don't be afraid to enjoy life. And I, I think that's what pastors are understanding. Like, okay, I can have fun on social media and still represent the gospel with truth and honesty and conviction. Um, I, I want people to be able to look at my stuff and smile, feel encouraged, to feel empathy. I mean, I, I want to just show truth. You know what I mean? I don't want to just like slap a Bible in everybody's face because not every Christians receive that. The world doesn't. The world doesn't receive the Holy Spirit because they don't know Jesus. So we have to show them in a way that makes it attractive to them. That's what Titus 2.10, make the gospel attractive. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but I hope it makes sense. We, we have to be able to reach the world in ways that the church has not. Um, and the church is just now waking up to understanding that social media is not just a place to promote your service. It's a place to do actual ministry. Um, and they have to learn the way Gen Z, the online generation, many of you watching right now, they live here. I, 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 I consider myself a person that lives online. Like I do community here. I do life with people on here. I do ministry here. It's a part of our life. And as crazy and bad as the internet is, it can be redeemed. But we have to be the ones that step out to redeem it in the name of Jesus. Um, so when it comes to making sure you don't get caught up in virality, man, I would just check and anytime you post, and I love when I get sent posts by um, influencers or TikTok kids or whoever, and they're like, Grayson, is this good? What do you think about this? I love when that happens because they're seeking accountability. And that's what we need. We need people who seek accountability because that holds you to a standard. Um, so I would, I would encourage anyone wondering, do that, find accountability. And, um, and, and that is so true. I, what, I, what I love is the word intentionality and mission, right? Mm. We, we, as Christians, we're called to be activated. And, and I do, man, and, and I'm so new. I'm so new to the space. I've been on TikTok for four days. So I, got, yeah. I have not been on TikTok a long time. I'm trying to get it as best as I can. I'm a yeah. little far, and it's freaking out. It's fun. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, I, I, I do, I do agree that we're empowered for mission mm. that makes us effective. And I, I do believe that God will give us whatever content we yeah. need in order to, you know, reach who we're, we're going to reach the world, right? That's what Jesus told the disciples. He said, Hey, when I put you before who I'm going to put you before the Holy spirit will give you what to say when you get there. That's it. We're getting put before the world. So yep. our just, mission field in the world is through your phone yeah you hit every continent you hit every country potentially through what whatever platforms you you can get hold of and so how how can we change people's mindsets to make them missions oriented when they jump on their devices yeah hey joe gonzalez i love you brother that's an amazing dude amazing photographer uh, and a great friend an old friend um, being mission-minded, being mission-minded on social media, you know, we were, when Jesus left, he gave us a commission, was to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, anytime we encounter people, that is our mindset. That's our, that's our heart. Our posture is to spread the gospel, to know God, and to make him known. Um, and we have to get creative in how we do it. One thing that we did back on Easter Sunday, we're about to do it again. I want to do it probably in, a, in November, early November. We did an online baptism service. So I went on my Instagram live and I had people from England, 
Africa, South America, and the United States all find a place in their home. They guessed it onto my live stream just like this. And we baptized them. They received the gospel. They dipped their head in their shower. They got in their pool. They got in their bathtub. Old and young alike, dude. Like, it was, it was the most... People ask, like, what's my favorite moment of being in online ministry? That was it. Because it was just, like, it felt like revival. It was so amazing watching people just surrender their life and make a public declaration in front of hundreds of people on a live stream, just surrendering, being made new in Christ. Like, if the Catholics can sprinkle, we can get a little creative, too. You know what I mean? Like, they got in their bathtub, in the shower, like, whatever they could. It was so cool. Like, I, I would encourage you, anyone who, who wants to think, like, man, how do we do this? How do I make a difference? How do I just share? That's, that's simply it. Share. Don't follow somebody else's path. Don't follow somebody else's formula. If God gives you a vision, if he gives you a dream, pray on it, pray over it, and pray through it and watch God move. Wow. Sheesh. And in that same video, I see you do church on Thursday night yeah. TikTok. Uh, and I would love to hear how that idea came about. I, I feel like you've spoken a little bit about that. But that, I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, I'm going to steal that. I need to do I should do it. Do it. Something. I don't know. I want to I do something now, but yeah. you've been doing it. How did that come about, and how do you see it going? Yeah, so back when TikTok became musically, um, there were really only a few, like, Christian creators really pumping content. And the, back in those early days, like a year and a half ago, I act like this was 10 years ago, <laughs> uh, like a year and a half ago, it was just, like, me and a couple other people, and... And it was just a small little community, you know what I mean? It was just really interesting. Now it's like everybody and their mom's on TikTok. But, but I would just go live. When you get 1,000 followers, you can go live. And I would just sit like I am right here at my piano. And I would just play and lead worship. And people would jump on, maybe like 20, 30 people in the live stream. And I'd just pray for them. As they would, I would just build relationship. Just be authentic and build relationship. Madison Street Worship. Love y'all. Y'all go stream their new album. It is absolutely incredible. So many of the songs they write are in your houses, in your churches. They have incredible artists. Y'all go check them out for real. Love y'all to the moon and back. Anyway, I would go sing, lead some of their songs on my piano as people were coming in um, and just pray. And, and then we would do that another night. And like, I would go live every day, bro. And then one day there was like 100 people in there. I said, would y'all want to, they actually, Madison Street did a worship night on my live stream one day. I said, would y'all want to just go live? every Thursday and do something called TikTok church. Just have a church service online. And everyone was like, yeah, let's do it. Man, we started it and uh, I've been doing it for over a year now. And I've kind of taken a break while I got married and adjusted to family life. But we're relaunching this Thursday. And then on Friday, we're gonna be having Instagram church. Um, so we just, just having a church service, we're in my home with some of my best friends, my wife, my family, having friends on and just ministering. Not about a production, not about the pomp and circumstance of a service, having a light show or whatever. Yeah, that stuff's great. It's fun. It's important to reach the lost at any cost. But there's something intimate about being right here, connecting with people right here. And that, that bro, is what I love. It's what I crave. Like, people say, what's the key? This. Go live. Talk to your people. Don't just let them follow you and like your post. Engage with them as they engage with you. Build a relationship. And watch God do something. And, they, and people, man, when they, when they grow with you and you're building something together, it's personal for them. Like I have friends, Sci-Fi Cube right here. This dude I've known for over a year now. Madison Street. I mean, these people, we built relationships through the internet. And it's, 
it's one of the biggest blessings in our life and my family's life because I really believe like we're in the greatest communication shift in history. Um, and I don't want to miss it. I don't want the church to miss it. So what would you say to the church? What are the top three things a church is like, okay, I, I'm all about it. What do I do now? I, w I would say jump online because our whole, a whole generation lives there and the coming generations do. And if we don't get on there and make a difference, the enemy will do everything he can to snatch them. And he does. I'm sure we've all had a struggle in some way or some form in our life. And I, I would almost argue that the internet has played a role in it in some way, whether it's through cheating, infidelity, addiction, whatever it may be, pornography, whatever it may be. We as the church need to step up how we reach people on here and grab them. So I would say, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to do something different. Because Jesus, he, he did something different. And it changed us forever, for generations to this day. Y'all, this is, this is a change in history, right? It here. is. It is. And Grayson, this is not to be hyperbolic at all, what I'm about to say. Uh, you, have, you have already, ha you have a stamp in the history of the church already. Like, because this is such a, a, not just a vital, because I, I don't even think vital expresses what it is. This is a necessity of the church. Yeah, I agree. It needs to happen. It's not an option anymore. Like, our young people, whenever, whenever I go on now to my TikTok and, and people are on there, man, the things that these kids, they're kids. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Go, they're going through the prayer requests you get. That, that just kind of blow up in the stories that people are telling. And some of them just, you're the, you're the church placed in their life because they don't yeah. have to take them there. Or yeah. they don't have to be present in their life. There's just so many things that are answered. Someone is obedient. To yeah. this. And dude, I wish more people would. I'm going to be alongside of you, encouraging right. you on. Um, I, I would say that any following I've gotten, is because there is still a gigantic chasm where there should be other believers influencing. And I would encourage everyone to do so. And I know people are going to watch this on playback or hear it on the podcast or YouTube. Yeah. But uh, what is one final thing you would encourage our generation to do uh, with their online presence? I, I would really just think about evangelism. Um, because I, I think a lot of Christians get comfortable in creating Christian content for other Christians. Um, and that just is an impression game. We just try to impress each other with how great we can do when we really need to make sure we're doing things out of the box to reach the loss, to reach the world. So don't get caught up in trying to build a platform and trying to build this, this name for yourself in the Christian world. When, when all this fades, our names will mean nothing. Our achievements will mean nothing. They don't go with us to heaven. My follower count doesn't go with me to heaven. My likes count doesn't go with me to heaven. Yeah. But the people that I preach the gospel to, yeah. the souls that I present Jesus to, they will. And I want that to be far more than my follower account. So go for it. Just be bold. Step out and speak up. And don't be afraid because you've got some great people in your corner, some great Christians in your corner that are cheering you on from afar. But we're more connected more than ever on the internet. So we're, it's like we're in your pocket. So we're cheering you on from your pocket, okay? You need a word right here in your pocket. Come on. Hit the bell icon. Smash there you the go. Like and subscribe. <laughs>
Dude, Grayson, thank you so much for jumping on with me. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. Last thing that I like to do with everybody, um, any plans you have, I know that, like we said, that you have a church coming back to TikTok, but anywhere else that you are that you would love for people to plug into? Yeah, actually, this week we are launching a completely new direction for all the content that me and my family do. Uh, we start filming for our podcast on YouTube tomorrow. It's going to go out on all platforms. Um, we're uh, working on uh, also YouTube content that we film every Friday, me and my wife, just all kinds of stuff about our family, stuff we do, fun stuff, funny stuff. Check it out on YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple, all the above. Uh, every morning I go live on TikTok from Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. for a, a Bible study. We called it quarantine quiet time during quarantine. Uh, but now we're just going to go get in the word in the mornings with a cup of coffee. Um, every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central, I do TikTok church. Starting Friday, we're going to have 7 p.m. Central Instagram church. Tons of fun stuff. It's all on my web. Anywhere you can find me, it'll be there. But yeah, y'all check it out. Be on the journey with us as we just reach the lost and love people back to life. That's what we're all about. Well, y'all, y'all heard it from the Christian PewDiePie. He is <laughs> every single place that he goes. We're so grateful for you, Grayson. All of us that are online trying our best uh, to to really, man, just see your passion and, and go with passion, man. We are appreciative of what you do, bro. Keep going forward. We're here to support. We're in your corner. And uh, let's go take over digital spaces, man. Let's do it. Amen, dude. Hey, let's, uh, can, can, can we pray it out for just some of the people in the comments, if you don't oh. mind? Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you just for this, uh, this great opportunity we had today, just to build a relationship and encourage your people. Lord, I, I was reading the comments as they were going by and people needing prayer for different things for different people. Lord, you hear each request that goes up to heaven. So hold them dear to your heart tonight and let these people know that you are working on their behalf and you are with them. Even in the dark, God, you're with them and you shine through. So, Lord, we, we just we speak to each situation and we say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, I just bless my brother as he steps out in new ventures and you give him creative vision and direction. Lord, bless what he does. Bless the steps that he takes. And Father, bring people alongside him to partner with him, to pour into him, to equip him, to strengthen him. Father, I just I thank you that you are creating divine relationships and appointments for him not only to be filled, but to minister from the overflow from his filling. Um, Lord, I just bless him today and bless this ministry that he has. And everyone that watched tonight, Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you all honor, all glory, and all praise. In Jesus' name, can y'all say amen up in that chat? Amen. Amen, bro. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm going to pray for you because I don't know how many people pray for you on these lives. So let me pray for you before we jump off. Thank you. Third up my, my Pentecostal nature. Come on, bring it. I'm ready. Father, we double it right now in Jesus' name. God, we multiply it. God, in this season, we multiply it. God, as doors have been closed in physical locations and doors have opened in the digital spaces, God, we thank you that there is a deluge of glory flowing through this vessel, through Grayson. Thank God, everywhere he speaks, all the content he produces, God, I thank you that it speaks directly to the hearts of people that need you. God, may it strengthen the church, but God, may it also reach the lost. God, we Declare expansion. God, there's no, there's no number big enough, God, that he can reach. God, it's everyone. You died for everyone. And so as long as the numbers keep going up and people keep connecting and people keep changing, God, we are grateful. And so I pray, God, may the gospel continue to move forward. May yeah. multiply. May people continue to be saved and yeah. filled. God, we're grateful for the harvest. <clears throat> Get to harvest it.
We declare all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, bro. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on, man. Dude, have a fantastic night. We'll connect soon. You as well. God bless y'all. Bye.